What is going on, good people? We're live on the Dynasty channel, and and I appreciate you all being here. And for the most part, I'm going live late at night here. Uh, don't expect to have a huge crowd, although you guys surprise me all the time uh, with, with how many of you are up real late in the evening or in the early morning, rather. But we're talking Tyreek Hill Dynasty. And there's a few reasons I want to go over Tyreek Hill. And I think over the next couple of days, I might bring up uh, a couple big name now players and talk about whether it's worth to it's worth owning these guys in Dynasty, holding on to them in Dynasty, trading for them in Dynasty. Because sometimes there's a duality going on here where I might say trade Tyreek Hill, yet I might say trade away Tyreek Hill but trade form like in the same sentence depending on your situation. So in the case of Tyreek Hill in dynasty value, if you own him, I'm looking to probably shop him. Um I think his situation's gotten worse going into this Miami situation. Now granted they can make some kind of big move next year or there's some kind of crazy Tom Brady rumors uh uh kind of flying around uh, for 2022, probably won't happen. So two is the quarterback there as of right now. The situation is worse right now in Miami for Tyreek Hill, not for the team, obviously the team. I love the Miami Dolphins and what they've got going right now. But for Tyreek Hill, it's le- it's a lesser situation than getting the football thrown to you from from Patrick Mahomes in a high-powered uh, pass attack uh, led by by Mahomes and in KC. So I, clearly, I, I think it's a downgrade, right? But do I go after Tyreek Hill if I don't own him? That It depends on the cost. It depends on if someone else is freaking out. It, it depends on how your league values Tyreek Hill. So just because there's a, a dual way to look at this doesn't mean that one's right, one's wrong, or a flip-flopped. If you hear me talk about buying Tyreek Hill when I just put a video out saying sell him in Dynasty, it all depends on the context. Um, in the case of Tyreek Hill, though, here are consensus Dynasty rankings, which I have a, a hand in. Uh, these are an average uh, set of rankings that are on uh, Fantasy Pros that talk about the top 20 wide receivers dynasty-wise across the industry with all the experts being average and in, 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 in involved in this ranking. Now, there are a couple names that, that stick out like, like a sore thumb um, in terms of, of players below Tyreek Hill, like Debo. I'd rather have Debo over Tyreek Hill by quite a bit in Dynasty, mainly because A, Tyreek Hill's in a worse situation than he was. B, this is a speedster. And and while wide receivers traditionally can make it to a, I don't know, a 32 age season, like entering 32, not, not entering 33, but entering 32 and turning 33, you can enter that year of 32 and play one more potentially elite year like Hopkins is what 30 and he could have another year maybe two and entering that second year we're gonna panic or maybe even next year we worry like he plays this year and then we're trading him at all costs next year we'll have to evaluate that one uh, as, it, as it comes and Hopkins is another guy I want to talk about in the next couple uh, videos but in, in the case of uh, Hill it's like g- give me digs give me digs who I feel like has the same shelf life as Tyreek Hill the exact same shelf life yet he has a better situation so I think Diggs is going to potentially be worth a little bit more than Hill 
he's already right where Hill is in a draft, right? So why not take the guy that has the better quarterback, more likely to have uh, some longevity, in, in my opinion. Although it's close. Um, Adams, same boat as Hill. Like, I, if I'm creating an Adams video, it's selling Devontae Adams. I don't think Derek Carr is going to produce enough to make him play like he did in Green Bay. And on top of that, he's getting older. Um, C.D. Lamb is ranked higher, as you'll you'll see. But in a lot of leagues, he's not necessarily valued that high. In the expert community, C.D. Lamb is maintaining a, a 3, 4, uh, 5 overall wide receiver ADP. But in the real world, outside of expert rankings, and these are expert rankings, these are not ADP rankings. You, the people drafting in mock drafts, these are ADP rankings. I'm sorry, these are expert rankings. Um, they rank higher than the ADP data. I feel like Lamb's very doubted. Um, you're the best, Kango. Appreciate you. Um, I feel like Lamb's very doubted in the real world. This is not the real world. These are expert consensus rankings. I think Lamb's probably valued under Hill to a lot of people. Maybe 50-50 that you're going to be able to trade uh, a, a Tyreek Hill for a Lamb. But I believe that it's more along the lines of 50-50 than it is, you know, looking at this ranking here. Uh, Debo, again, I'd take over over Tyreek Hill. Uh, Diggs, I'd take over Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddell, I would take over Tyreek Hill. And I know this might sound crazy, but I would contemplate DK Metcalf because he's young. And, and if anybody thinks DK's situation won't improve, maybe this offseason, maybe they acquire a quarterback. Probably not. Um, Baker coming over wouldn't be the end of the world for 2022, but this team could draft a quarterback. They could have a quarterback in next year's draft class. Like in dynasty, you can, you can weather through DK doing a lot of jump ball domination and being really relevant. You know, if Geno Smith was in there, it'd still catch a DK would still do well. So I like DK enough to say, I probably take the longevity and the odds that he still produces, but I try and get more if I can. If Tyreek Hill can get you, if you can trade Tyreek Hill and get DK and more, you know, obviously take advantage of that. But DK, Waddle, Diggs, Debo are a group of four wide receivers back to back to back to back that I that I find potentially more intriguing than Tyreek Hill go forward in Dynasty because this is a speedster. This is a guy that's probably going to suffer some soft tissue and hamstring injuries a little sooner than the average bear because this kid is exploding every single time he's on the field and, and it does something. Think Deshaun Jackson. And D-Jax is always like the fastest guy in the field, but as he's getting older, hamstring injuries. I'm not saying that Tyreek Hill is, is going is to play out exactly like that, but it does concern me that he's a speed guy to the degree he is, and hamstring injuries could be on the horizon for him. Give me Lamb, give me Debo, give me Diggs, give me Waddle. Maybe if you can get more, maybe you take DK. Kango says Judy, CD are his sleepers. Um, Lamb should end up top five. I agree. I agree. You and I are in, in, in unison there. I think Lamb's very much got a top five potential season in the in the cards. Great news is that you don't have to draft him anywhere near top five, so the risk will be completely what? What can go? What can go? The risk will be... Where's my button? Baked, 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 baked in, boys! Completely baked in. 
with 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 Lamb. This is such a good year to draft Lamb because everybody's doubting him. Everybody's continuing to throw shade on him, but yet his ADP's fallen tremendously. Like it, it reminds me a lot of Dalvin Cook in what was it, 2018, 2018, 2019? Which one was it? Where he was he was a first rounder the couple years prior, suffered the the injury, the ACL injury, came back, had a horrible, horrible year coming back, suffered the hamstring injuries that sometimes are accompanied by an ACL tear. Uh, so think about Godwin. Think about J.K. Dobbins. Um, think about anybody that's tore their hamstring or, t- or sorry, tore their uh, ACL. Oftentimes you struggle. Look at Barkley. If you don't even have a hamstring injury, you struggle in general. But hamstring injuries oftentimes are accompanied by an ACL tear the year prior. Uh, so Cook had that, right? Then Cook came back in the year that I called him a top five overall player. And he was being doubted so far down to about 18, 20, 21, 22 overall. And what did I say to you guys? Everybody's freaking out about Dalvin Cook, telling you he's not worth the risk as a top five running back. Yet I'm sitting here just scratching my head and yelling, Kango, from the rooftops. Everybody keeps saying that he's not a top five running back. Don't trust him. But his ADP's at 18 to 20. Is anybody noticing that his ADP fell to 18 to 20? And then people would say the same thing, Kingo. He'd fall to 18 and they go, yeah, I just don't trust Dalvin Cook. I don't see how he could be a top five running back when you're you're literally like, what? You're looking at him at 18. Like, when do you adjust and say, oh, wait a minute. This guy who we doubt, we doubt, we doubt, we doubt. Now he falls to an ADP range. When does that line in the sand kick in? When do you say, okay, wait a minute, now Cook is a steal, it's it's what? Baked, it's baked, baked in. Baked, baked it's in, baked boys. in. The, the risk is all baked in. Okay, there was a point where it got baked in to Dalvin Cook's value, and he was a steal. He was nothing but upside at 18, at 15, and people kept saying the same words. He's a risk. He's a risk. People say that about Lamb. He's a risk. Well, guess what? You're not drafting him as a top five wide receiver right now. He's falling in dynasty, kind of around the five to six range. But in redraft, no. But this is a dynasty channel, Kango. I need to stick to the point. The point is dynasty. And if you can get him at five, six, maybe seven, I'd say his ADP in the real world feels more like six. Expert rankings say four. I'm telling you, I'm seeing five and a half to six and a half. I'm all in when you can buy them outside of that. And and that's that's really second round material. Lamb sometimes will, will will squeak into the first round in a dynasty mock draft that we do. But in general, he can be had right around the bottom of the second round. Uh my bad for what, Kango? You didn't do anything wrong. I was saying me, dynasty, I was getting sidetracked on redraft and I said, Kango, this is a dynasty. I got to get I got to get back to dynasty. I started mentioning a redraft point. Not you, Kango. You're in here doing spitting straight fire. So if you want to say my bad or apologize for something, it's apologize for apologizing, Kango. Um, Smitty called Tom Brady. Smitty called TB Brady and Bengals this year. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess Tom Brady. I, I'm not going to take too much credit for that. I mean, I had, I had guys higher than Tom Brady. But I did love I did like Tom Brady, but I I definitely called the Bengals. I'll, I'll say that Kango that 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 division they will win the division. Won a lot of people a lot of money. Um, 
that's it. Tyreek Hill, Kango, I, you know, everybody else watching, appreciate you. Um, again, I did this really late at night. I'm, it's more about the replays and getting content out there, Dynasty content on the Dynasty channel. But I am very curious to know what you all think in the comments about Tyreek Hill. Do you do you still hold on to him, or are you actively shopping him? And, and in the comments, answer what wide receiver, the ones I'm going to name, you'd rather have over Tyreek and Dynasty. We'll put Lamb in there, too. Lamb, Debo, Diggs, Waddle, DK. Drop in the comments what you think, who who you'd rather have over Tyreek and Dynasty. I want to see comments. And Daniel has a question before I'm out of here. I'm just gonna these are quick dynasty segments. I'm I'm not gonna go live too long tonight. I just wanted to get some dynasty content out there that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Daniel says thoughts on sermon and dynasty. Um like I would I would equate him to like a late second round pick. If you, you were trading him for draft capital in a in an upcoming rookie draft, I'd say, you know, or if I was to throw him into the rookie draft, I'd say I'd probably draft him in the mid second to late second round in this upcoming draft if you threw him into that pool. So not excited, but but if Mitchell goes down, I do believe Sermon will get a shot in twenty twenty two. He's working hard. I did like him. Everywhere I put Sermon will break out. I had Mitchell attached to that prediction. Sermon and Mitchell will win leagues is what I said. Sermon Mitchell is a cuff and that is one of the breakout picks for 2022 or 2021 and it absolutely won leagues. Not to mention everybody ignored drafting Mitchell, right? Or a lot of people did even though I talked about it on the show a lot. He was the number 1 waiver wire grab of the year and and this looks like I'm wearing a hat when I have that right over my head. Let me move that. Um, this is one of those things where where I, I talk about waiver wire advice. I can't stand when people like give a number to somebody. Like, hey, you should bid $45 out of 100 on that guy. Like, I know nothing about your guys' dollar value trending. You know, the historical data behind what people spend in your league it's reckless of me to give you a number so what i've coined and what i do on my show during the season is i give you a confidence level and i let you determine how much money you're going to spend based on the historical trending in your league only kango only daniel only everyone watching knows what their league spends like if i say to you if they you say to me how much should i put on Mitchell, and this is week one, because a lot of people didn't listen. They left Mitchell out there on the waiver wire. Then they come rolling in, and I said, pick up Mitchell, right? Pick up Mitchell. Why didn't you draft him, but pick up Mitchell? And, and, and the biggest question I get is, how much do I drop on Mitchell? And this goes for Dynasty, too. So Dynasty, my answer is, I don't know. I, how could I know? What do people spend in your league? Does anybody drop 100 out of 100 on a player? And then... Somebody will reply, and I don't have time to get everybody's answer on these and go back and forth, so my answer is I don't know. You need to determine what is the most anybody ever bids on average, like the biggest bid of the year on a player. Bid that on Mitchell. Bid a little more than that on Mitchell because my confidence level of Mitchell being the number one pickup of the year, the the league-winning pickup, the guy like James Robinson the year before, and this year we're going to say who's the Eli Mitchell of 2022. So James Robinson, Mitchell, who is the confidence level that Mitchell is going to be that guy? I was 9 out of 10. I said 9 out of 10. This is the best pickup of the year. Confidence level 9 out of 10. So every week, I will give you a confidence level 
of a player being the best pickup of the year. So in in week seven, I might get to a player like like when when St. Brown was picked up, he had a high confidence level too. But then you get to like week ten, week eleven, there's not a lot of guys. It's like confidence level of two, confidence level of one. Penny had a high confidence level. St. Brown had a high confidence level. Mitchell had the highest. 9 out of 10 in week 1. I said, blow your wad on Mitchell in week 1. You will not be sorry. This could win you a league. Spend every dime you have if you have to. But use trending to help guide you save as much as you can. You might not have to spend 100 out of 100. Maybe the most anybody's ever spent in your league is $55. Then spend 60 Spend more than that number, but don't blow your wad way over that number if people are conservative in your league. Only you know that. I can't know those things, but I can tell you the confidence level. I always will. That's how I do my waiver wire advice. So get ready for it, even in, in Dynasty. Now, he, he wasn't available in a lot of Dynasty because Dynasty drafts are deep. Um, but, but you know, he was in some cases. He was. There's a lot of people that did pick him up in Dynasty. Um Last thing I'll say, looking at this list here of wide receivers, uh, Elijah Mitchell pops at 17 to me, just looking at this list. McLaurin I like, but his situation blows, so I don't know how much I'm really feeling McLaurin right now, even though I want to. I really badly want to be like McLaurin, get him, go get him, he's amazing. His situation didn't improve. Maybe it does in a year, so keep an eye on him. Uh, But the guys that are after Waddle and DK at 11, they're obvious. Below that, it's it's Elijah Elijah Moore, um, Devonte Smith. I want to believe in, but his situation blows. I, I still like him. I'm still buying him in Dynasty. I still believe in the kid, so go buy him in Dynasty. Buy him low. But Elijah Moore and Jerry Judy, the top two guys popping from this ADP. Jerry Judy could climb ten spots. Jerry Judy could climb ten spots on this this Dynasty ranking right here. Elijah Moore could climb. Eight spots. These are the two guys popping like sore thumbs on this list below 11. Guys that can climb 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 spots. Elijah Moore and also uh, Jerry Judy. And kind of Devontae Smith, but with caution. And I do have to say Mike Evans looks pretty good value-wise for for Dynasty. Let's say you can win now. You're in win-now mode. Uh, You know, can can you send off a... A bunch of second round picks and and a and a decent player for Mike Evans to win now. I look at that. Adams and Carr combo thoughts. I I don't mind it. It's not horrible. Carr's Carr's a good quarterback. He's just not great. He's not elite. So you know, uh, I I I'd say downgrade, downgrade, and then what do we expect from Adams for the next two years? It's not going to be the same numbers. It could be the same yardage, but it probably won't be the same receptions. Probably won't be the same touchdowns. Um, Carr obviously gets a boost, but I'm just not I'm not feeling it. Smitty, uh, we ain't going to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah, I mean, was that real? Does anybody think that was fake? Jim Bob, do you think it was fake? It's tough to know. Appreciate you, Daniel. Listen to this man. Thank you, Kango. Um, I don't know. Was it real? Y'all, uh, you're all double OG good. Thank you. Appreciate it, Kango. Adams and Carr, very nice. Thank you, Kango. Is it real? Was the Will Smith punch real? It looked kind of fake, but it also looked very real. I can't tell. They did a great job if that was if that was acting. They did a great job because 
Chris Wa- Chris Rock looked really stunned and he looked like he was like stumbling with his words. It, it, it felt real. It felt real. It just it, it had to be fake. It had to be fake. If it's not fake, this is gonna be a big deal. I mean, Will Smith could be on the exempt list. Will Smith could miss an entire season. Like this is Alvin Kamara bad. This is this was as bad as Alvin Kamara in the elevator. If this was real, but I I mean it's gotta be acting. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It can't be real. It's too it's too unreal to be real. I don't know. We'll see. All right, guys. Appreciate you very very much. Um, make sure you share the Dynasty channel. There are a lot of guys in the redraft environment, so if you guys could mention this in the in the live streams on the main channel a lot, there are a lot of guys in the redraft environment that are not over here yet, and I don't think they realize how big I intend to make the Dynasty channel. Um, so please spread the word. Appreciate all you. Jim Bob, take it easy. Kango, um, Daniel, everybody else that's in here. Uh, I know that these are a, this is a small, intimate group right now until we get things popping, but we're going to get it there. We're going to be doing so many uh, Dynasty videos. I just Free agency kind of held me back a little bit, but I want to jump on real quick and talk for, for five, six minutes that turned into 21. Appreciate you all. Later. <laughs>